Hello and welcome back everyone to the Reader Copy Podcast, the comic podcast about uh, books with pictures and words and bubbles. My name is Chris. I'm joined by my co-host Daniel. Yes, welcome everyone to the uh, Bubbles Pictures Podcast. What are we? <laughs> Everything I say is in a bubble. Oh yeah, just Inle- picture it. Unless I'm thinking it, then it's in like a cloud. Oh yeah, with tiny clouds leading <laughs> up to it. I yeah. like that. Okay. I wonder who are, we have like a narrator and then they have like special mm-hmm. bubbles that are on top of everything telling you what's going on. It's Jeffrey Wright. <laughs> what? Jeffrey Wright? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uatu? Yeah. And then if, it, if you go to another place, it says like, meanwhile. Meanwhile. What will happen to our, these idiot brothers, Chris and Daniel? <laughs> Tune in next week. <laughs> do, you, do you ever watch that, the Super Friends? I've never seen it. You've never seen Super I Friends? Think I think I obviously know of it, but I don't think I've seen a single episode. Like that's where the Wonder Twins all right like were right. they heavily featured yeah i mean i think they're made for that oh really like they weren't in the comics first i mean wonder twins yeah because i know they were like I mean, really considering making a movie of them remember that yeah because of the popularity from the cartoon i think i know and i'm saying like that was a dumb idea that's not that popular nowadays yeah i think it was going to be like a silly take on it okay yeah i mean like a lot of things are made that are not popular like scooby-doo was not popular and they made a bunch of those movies yeah what do those are huge successes those movies i know they're amazing i mean before that was made it wasn't as popular as it was in what the 70s 80s 90s uh yeah i know there was a bunch of reboots like that that's the cartoon that keeps coming on scooby-doo yeah for sure where are you Exactly. That was a follow-up show. You didn't even no, know that. No. You're not a... I never liked, I never liked Scooby-Doo. I was genuinely scared of it. <laughs> the cartoon. Yeah. We had a cousin that was like really into that. Yeah. And then I remember he lived He lived in like the basement of... Like that's where his room was. <laughs> with a furnace? And I refused to go down there to watch Scooby-Doo with him. Like it's too scary down there. I'm not going to watch. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's a bunch of cartoons. I guess... I was at um, a point where like they were showing a lot of these rerun cartoons that was older than me, but I just didn't like them. So like uh, I'm talking like Flintstones, Jetsons. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, like are you watching Boomerang? Like what is? It, it was on like a syndicated television. Cartoon like, Network. Car- you know, when I was growing up, there was no Cartoon Network. So. No, I don't. None that this. Come on, that man. Is, what did they have you with your privileged twenty four seven cartoons? What are you talking about? So what was there were no channels back then? Like what what channel was it on? Uh, probably like a TV. Yes. Oh, really? And it was I just... Think so. I don't know. I don't know. I can't be certain. Uh, like a blocked hour for cartoons or whatever. Is that how it works? Yeah. Or like, um, like you know, like kindergarten, you get off earlier. Yeah, sure. So like that time. What is that? Like one or something? Yeah, or... like one to sure. four. And then after that, it was like the serious cartoons. <laughs> like the Batman animated series. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. That one? No, Batman animated oh, series. Oh, serious. Okay. The okay. serious cartoons I'm talking right, about. Right. For adults. Yeah. Okay. Bots Master. Okay. Gargoyles. Bots? master <laughs> you don't know what that is that, that was not that popular is that like a transformers is that like no it was about a guy that was he just created a bunch of robots to fight by himself like he fought the robots himself no like there was bad robots so he had to create good robots only logical solution yeah um there was like a sports themed ones there was like ninja one there i don't remember so all it's, of them. it's just like have a theme for this robot of the week it's like a monster of the week type thing no no they're there all the time wow okay come on dude how get, do you not know this get it, get it together okay bots master that's such a like regular ass name bots master yeah i could tell it was made like um by adults that they like, all kids are gonna love this right let's make a toy of this yeah yeah it worked though because i loved it i mean did you have any of the toys we weren't the richest growing up no so we weren't buying them 
those, huh? No, because I'm mean, like, if I'm getting toys, I'm getting, you know, the Primo top of the line. I'm getting Ninja Turtles, getting oh, Batman. Wow. Because, it, uh, yeah, it was a good show, but it's not of that tier. And here's the difference in our generations is you got to pick out your toys and I got the hand-me-downs and like, you know, we were, we're Wait, diff- you, did, you didn't like He-Man? No, no. <laughs> Hated E-Man. Had nothing to do with E-Man. Because <laughs> my era, like, similar to that is Zoids. Remember that? Okay. And yeah. it, it's kind of the era where anime was eking in. Okay. I got Zoids from the dollar store. Like, that's where I got my toys. The <laughs> dollar store. My dad was like, pick your, take your pick at the dollar store. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, our, 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 we, we grew up differently. I mean, you had your Pokemans, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. I had my Pokemans. So that's, that's kind of where my, my, uh, my allowance went, if I had any. Mm. Yeah. Do you remember? pogs yeah i remember never getting how to play them so you there's a, a like a front side and a back side of course right yes so you put them face down in a stack alternating mine then yours then mine then yours and mine then yours however tall you want to bet and how would you just like stop like okay this is where i want to stop no we agree beforehand oh okay okay, okay. like okay well let's play six versus six or three versus three, whatever amount you want to bet. Mm-hmm. And then we have slammers. Slammers are like metal pogs. Kool-Aid slammers? No. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know what that is, huh? Uh, that's a... Uh, uh, first off, it's... <laughs> what's the other one? I think it was called like squirt. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> that's a... Uh, I think the dollar store Sprite, right? No. Uh, there's a... That no. Is, no, that is a drink. I know what I know it about. is, but uh, I'm talking about something else now. Uh, what you were talking about, Kool-Aid... What is it called? Slammers. Slammers? Yeah. There's one, we're not, not talking about pugs anymore. There's one that was like before that. Capri Sun? No, but it's the t- same thing where like you twist the top off. Oh yeah. You know it's like about? a rigid plastic bottle. Yeah. And you rip it off. Do you know what that's called? No, I know exactly what you're talking about. I, have no, I think it, Kool-Aid it was never given a name. That. It was never given a name. <laughs> is Kool-Aid Slammers not that kind of bottle? Uh, like, that might be it. Honestly, I can't remember. Uh, I always thought it was in a Capri Sun type bag, bag drink. It's a bag drink? That's what no, I thought Kool-Aid Slammers one. were. Because I want to say gushers but i know that's wrong no i actually just got gushers recently <laughs> it was like, like these are good gosh i can't remember what that thing is called now i need to i need to find it okay i was more of a yoohoo kind of guy chocolate drinks mm-hmm. is my jam why that's so good yoohoo because it's not chocolate milk what do you it's well, chocolate yeah. drink <laughs> there's no milk in oh it. There's, there's no, no dairy? dairy no mm. it's a water-based milk drink no water-based chocolate drink so okay so it's just the flavoring yeah, that's why it tastes so good. There's no milk. Well, I mean, I, I, I like milk. Yeah, but I mean, like... It's just different. It could it could get more chocolatier. Okay, denser in the chocolate taste. Yeah, because then water has no taste. Yeah, yeah. I drank too much of that. That was in every lunch. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. yeah did I tell you at the time, um, I had a Nutella sandwich. Okay. And then I opened it up and my friends, I knew you were going to have a chocolate sandwich one day. <laughs> it's like, you just never heard of Nutella before, friend. <laughs> so that's something that you got before me, like... Nutella didn't exist when I was a kid. Yeah, you guys weren't up to up to snuff. You guys didn't know about this yet. Yeah, yeah. I was eating peanut butter like a sucker, <laughs> like a chump. <laughs> uh, but back to Pogs real quick. Okay, yeah, we didn't finish. So that. We, we'd stack it up right, alternating face down. Yeah, in a in a in a column, and then whoever goes first will take their slammer, throw it on top of the column, like on the first one, to make it all explode. Right? Did it actually work? Yeah, they all popped oh. up. 
And then whatever landed face up, I get to keep. Whatever landed face down, we restack and then keep going. You keep, okay. No, no, you get to slam. And then so the stack gets smaller or? Yeah. And then you just keep going until there's no stack. No yeah. stack. Yeah. Okay. Um, so like you're gambling because like you're putting some, I'm putting some and then right. I, I get to win. And it's like, oh, you actually get to keep it. It's yours now. Yeah. But then it's not, it's not like we just play one round. We keep going all lunch. Until, well, what if someone has no more pogs? You just loot like you're, you're a loser. Yeah, well. You're a loser. Go back home. Yeah. Yeah. Tell your parents, I need more pogs. I, love I need it. more cardboard discs. <laughs> You're like, I just, I just need a little help here, friend. I need, I need more pogs to get in the match. You know, I, I'm, I'm down now. That means I'm going to be up in a bit. <laughs> i give you like a sample for free. Okay. <laughs> so then uh, I was playing this after school. Yeah. And then the principal goes like, oh, cool. How do you play? So I teach him, right? And I'm, I'm He's like, like, oh, you can't play unless you got your own pogs. Okay, principal. <laughs> <laughs> no, in my head, I'm like. Oh, I'll teach the principal, and uh, now me and him will be cool, right? Okay. So I teach him, and he's like, okay, I get it now. And then these pogs, do you buy them? I was like, yeah, yeah, you can buy them everywhere. They, every place sells them. I was like, okay, so they cost money. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You buy the ones you like, yeah, and then you play sure. them. He's like, so it's gambling. I was like, what, what, what? no? <laughs> and the next day, school, it was banned. Oh, I you told him about this, but it's actually you that did it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know it was you. <laughs> you ruined it for everybody? Yeah, it did. Oh, my God. I never told anybody. <laughs> Your, your friends from third grade are going to get at you now. It was all your fault. It was way past third grade. <laughs> I, what? Are you talking about? This is high school? This is probably like sixth grade. Oh, okay. But, but yeah, it was, it's, I was really into it and then I caused it to get banned. Wow. And now your paper circles are now meaningless. They're worthless now. I think they came back for a while. I think you're, when you searched it up, that's, that's something else. I think I'm bringing it back for a while. <laughs> You're bringing it back. I, mean, I, I, th- I bet it could it could hit now. Everything mm-hmm. on like uh, social media is just making a circle around. It's bringing back retro things like that. Right, pogs. Yeah. But uh, it's probably NFTs nowadays. Oh, digital pogs. Yeah, yeah. Is that that's gotta be still, a thing? Is NFTs still a thing? Or is that pretty I, much gone? I did want to talk about this NFTs and uh, cryptocurrency. Yeah, it's way down. Did you know that? Like, it's like almost like dead currently. That's what it sounds Even like. Even like the popular ones, like Bitcoin uh, and Ethereum. Like Ethereum is the one that's really down because of the. That was like the second popular one, right? It's like almost like Bitcoin was the stablest one. Yeah. And then like Ethereum is like really down because I think something, because well, I mean, there's like something going on over there in uh, Russia, but also because like the guy, I think is uh, Vitalik or whatever, did something wrong or whatever. There's a switch up in like the, the code and no everything. I you're talking. So he changed it? Oh yeah, Ethereum is the kind of thing that changes a lot. Actually, it's like different—not a lot, but it, it does. It is able to change compared to Bitcoin. There's like versions of it. If you didn't know that, ah, you've lost me. Yeah, yeah. But like, I heard crypto's like dead now. You got to sell everything. You're well, actually it's, it's already worth nothing. Is it one of those things like, uh, uh, like a short sale? Like everyone's like, oh, you got to sell. Is this like a GameStop trick? No, that's the thing. I think like people were shorting stuff in in cryptocurrency and making money shorting it so, recently. So now that's why it crashed. I think so. So yeah. it's going to come back up. Hopefully. Or actually, I actually don't care because I don't have anybody. I'm just saying. It's it's big news nowadays. It's like... Um, Is it because I have not heard about it? I think it's, you know, based on the American recession that's co- coming up. Also, the crypto stuff's down. NFTs are like... I buried all my Bitcoin in the backyard. 
<laughs> it's I got it underneath my mattress and we're fine. <laughs> NFTs is the one that like I kind of get it, but I also think like it's the dumbest thing in the world. I get it, and I don't think it's worth what it actually. People are putting money into it, and I yeah. get right now it's just up till this point people were just in it just for to make money. They didn't care about the actual art it's attached to. It has no monetary like. It, it, it's not a thing. It's not fungible. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what that even means. I can't even funge this thing. I'm trying to funge it and I can't. Don't funge with me, man. <laughs> I like my art. Very fungible. Yeah. I'm going to funge it all day. <laughs> but uh, is it true like... If I bought this NFT from the from the original artist, he gets money, right? And then if I sell it to someone else, the original artist also gets a cut still? Oh, no, I don't think so. I don't, uh, is that I, not how it works? No, I don't think that's how it works. It's just um, a way for the artist in the first place to make that first sale, right? And so then, just draw it on paper then. They did. And now they've made it, they, and, and then they, they scanned it, and then they made an NFT, and then they make <sighs> money. There's just like, yeah, two ways you can make money off that thing now. Actually, multiple ways. But you I know, don't need a monkey in a sailor hat. Well, I, I beg to differ. A lot of people, <laughs> you know, like Eminem, that's this big thing. He's into NFTs? Yeah, like I think his Twitter profile is, a, you know, a, was it sleeping ape of himself or whatever? Oh, Tired okay. ape? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. That's how you know it's dead. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, I guess we're all caught up with everything that's important. With the world? Yeah. Pogs world and media. NFTs? <laughs> <laughs> Finally got up to uh, 2022 now. Uh, I want to explain how the show works. Here at Read a Copy Podcast, we split up into three bits. First up, we'll come down the rum the we'll run down the comic book news that came in this week. In the middle, we'll talk about a comic book. This time, we're, t- we're talking about King of Spies. At the end, we'll talk about our side stories, but I've been watching, reading, any uh, entertainment to take it in this week. Big news, huge. I'm talking big. Huge even. Yeah. Huge. <laughs> it's Ch- going to be huge. China. <laughs> uh, pogs are back. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking. Um, so we were talking about this last week. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Walter Hamada stepped down yeah. from DC Films over at Warner Brothers. We should give him a nickname now that he's leaving. Okay, go ahead. Wal- you, Waltz. You do this. Out. The, the Homs. The Homs. <laughs> um, but the Zaz. Yeah. Pretty much. He like gave him the boot without giving him the boot. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. He want. He, I think he knew he was on his way out, Hamada, mm-hmm. and he just waited until um, Black Adam came out. Oh, is that what he was waiting for? Yeah, he was just waiting for that bag to cash out. Yeah. Okay. Well, it worked. Yeah, for I, him. I think so. Yeah. I know he's not happy still. Uh, yeah. I mean, whatever. I think. I think he will be happy wherever mm. he lands because I don't think his future was going to be good in, D- in DC. No, I agree. We we have changes that I think are for the better. Yeah. Um, I know they wanted a quote unquote Kevin Feige type. Mm-hmm. T- they wanted to clone him. Yeah. They or, wanted a robot. If not Kevin himself, if he was not jumping mm-hmm. on board. Um, I think they got what they could, which meaning it takes two guys to fill his hat. Okay. That's a good way to say it. Sure. So I remember, I think you brought this name up and I was like, no way. It can't be. It can't happen. <laughs> what are you talking about? You said, uh, what about James Gunn? And I was like, nah, I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> Next week yeah. on the news. <laughs> so James Gunn is now co-CEO of DC Films, right? With, uh, I like to call him Peter Sanfran, even though that's not his name. Safran? Safran. Okay. But Sanfran sounds cooler for me. because Peter Frampton? <laughs> <laughs> so now there's two... Uh, co-managers. Yeah, they're called co-chairs and co-tables. 
<laughs> I think um, Peter is more of like big picture and James Gunn is more of like the day to day. I see what you're doing. Can, can you give me a rundown of what that looks like? <laughs> So, uh, James Gunn being now in charge of pretty much DC films. Yeah. I, uh, this is my biggest worry was like all their movies are going to look the same and sound the same. Oh, same style. I mean, when you go back to the Zack Snyder era, I kind of did have that right. And you loved it. No, no. And I mean, if you think about Avengers, Marvel has a style. Sure. Kind of like a grayish, but fun tone. And and then it got super colorful, uh, which with the help from Gun, then it got super cool. And now I think it's maybe like almost too light, like too uh, tongue in cheek. Yeah, uh, possibly. But James Gunn, mm-hmm. he's got a style, like you said. Yeah. But I also think he has a you know film making history ready, and that's sure. enough to supplement his like creative. He's so he's like the creative guy. Mm-hmm. Again, he's like the other guy's more like executive stuff. Well, yeah, Peter Safran, uh, he did a bunch of DC stuff already. Oh, really? He is executive producer for like Aquaman and. Uh, the Suicide Squad with James Gunn, Shazam, and then a bunch of like horror movies. Okay, that honestly sounds a lot like Walter Hamada. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I think he did a lot of horror stuff too before he he took the role at, at Warner Brothers. Okay, this guy did like The Nun and all that stuff. Okay, so I think maybe the balance between two the the jokey and the scary might find a good medium between them. Either that or it's going to be terrible. <laughs> I, I'm uh, I feel like Safran's going to have like no take on the creative stuff. Honestly. I think oh, he's, really? he's well, really I mean, yeah he's executive producer kind of mode I guess yeah just like business stuff I think that's sure. the majority of what he's and then they'll they eke into each other's worlds a bit but I really think he's not gonna have any we're not gonna get any taste in the movies that's my idea. That's my thinking. But James Gunn, I think, mm. will look to him for the general tone of DC moving forward. I think, um, though they say they're co, yeah. At the end of the day, if they had to say like one final say, I think maybe Peter would have the oh, majority so? stake, the fifty-one percent say, mm. just because he's like, uh, he, well, he's been at Warner, I think, longer, and uh, he understands like he's the businessman, the money, where the yeah. money comes from. Yeah, mm. I'm curious about that. I'm not. I have no idea. But it, this is big news for James. Gun, right? Yeah. I mean, from director and like producer now to like running a studio kind of thing. Yeah. Remember, we were talking about last week he had a secret movie, quote unquote, secret movie. They're all his now. That secret movie is his life. (laughs) He's living a movie right now. Okay. Let me ask you this Does this mean the end of? Like the Snyderverse. The DCEU. Yeah, because I was excited. It's kind of like on an upswing. But with this news, does that change course now? I think it does. But I also think James Gunn is going to have fun with it. Mm. And maybe it will look like a crisis on Infinite Earths down the road where it'll get messy and they cleaned up. That's what I think. It's going to get messy first. I still don't know what Flash is going to look like. If that's a reboot or whatever, like a reset. Sounds like they all their eggs are in that basket with the Flash movie because yeah. they don't want to get rid of Ezra Miller, which I feel like in any other situation they would have gotten rid of him already. Yeah, for sure. But they're keeping him and apparently like they're writing the script for the second one already with him still in it. That sounds like crazy to me that he's they're <laughs> going to make a second movie with him. All this yeah. trouble. Well, I mean, like it, the first one, it's on his shoulders, right? Yeah. I mean, but after all this news, I thought the movie's already done. 
done. That's yeah. what I thought. Yeah, but they still need him to like promote and stuff. So they got to keep him happy. If that's true, I mean, sure. But I, I almost would not even do that because you have, I don't know what he's going to do on these promotions. It's crazy what's what's going on over there. I think I think just recast for the second movie. That's If I was co-chair, if we're mm-hmm. the three, three co-chairs, mm-hmm. I was in the, the boardroom. Okay. Let's get rid of Ezra. You know, put, mm, put me in there. The first, I, I can be a co-chair. I can be Flash. Okay. I'll do everything. A lot of hats. All right. So I step in. I'm the fourth co-chair. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? This Ezra guy... I think we got to give him a second chance. Mm-hmm. You know, the Flash movie, it, if we want to rewrite everything, it's going to happen in the Flash movie. And he's the Flash. So we have to have him. He's he's running the ball right now. <laughs> okay. He's got the ball? Yeah. So let's see how the Flash movie goes first and see audience reaction. And then uh, and then James, I'll hand it off to you. You do it? Yeah. And then also, Daniel, you're fired. Okay. <laughs> I just got hamaded. <laughs> Dang. Uh, I, yeah, I'm excited for James Gunn. He said he's still good, good, um, relationship with Kevin Feige and the friendship sure. over there. He like mentioned, like he was the first one he called or whatever. I think that's, um, not that, uh, they wanted to do more work with James Gunn anyway, but I think that's like the, the PC thing to say. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm curious if there's actual murmurs in the background, but I also think like Marvel's like, ah, it's not competition really. I mean, remember they fired him for, before already. Oh yeah. All right. So they only got him back because I think the Suicide Squad was so good. Oh, DC had to show him up and yeah. see why they needed him for number three. Because I Guardians say I, 3. I did like the Suicide Squad more than Guardians 2. Okay. Did you like it more than Guardians 1? Probably not. Oh, really? Guardians oh. 1, I, I really enjoyed. Okay. Okay. Uh, he still says he's going to helm some of, direct some of these movies and like, I think some episodes of shows. So it's not like his director hat he's putting away completely. Mm-hmm. So we, I, I wonder if we're going to get any more of the Suicide Squad side of the DC okay. universe with him in there. Maybe focus on a different character on the Suicide Squad Peacemaker season two, right? Is that still on the books? I hope so, because I really enjoyed season one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I hope there's more of that. But they also have a lot going on. Yeah, I don't know. He has to get his girlfriend in something. <laughs> Recast her as someone yeah. else. <laughs> that's that's enough to keep the universe alive. <laughs> Well, that that's the biggest news. Yeah. Now there's some really small news that came out too. Tiny. Tiny. <laughs> Hard to see. Uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Ant-Man. <laughs> the trailer for the third Ant-Man movie came out. And this, I feel, is more of like a Thor Ragnarok to Ant-Man than how it was to like the other Thor movies. Interesting. So it's a switch up in the tone of the franchise. Is that tone, what you're saying? Um, even the reality. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Because like the first two Ant-Mans felt very kind of grounded. It was in the city. And then now this one looks like they're going deep into the quantum realm. Yeah. And they're spending most of the movie in there. It sounds like it. Like the first you said are kind of like these robbery movies. Um, almost realistic in a way. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but this one is really switching up, upping the stakes or shrinking down the stakes. I don't know. <laughs> Lowering <laughs> the stakes. How much can we bring this one? Uh, it looks fun. Like So it looks like they're all getting trapped inside of the quantum realm. Yeah. All thanks to uh, stature. See what happens when you recast? Oh, yeah. No, the girl didn't do anything. <laughs> so, yeah, like Ragnarok, it seems like they're trapped somewhere and they're trying to get out now. Okay. Um, and it seems like Kang wants to make a deal to help them get out. Yeah, I'm curious what that is. Is Do you think Kang was the one that brought them in and was like, maybe even the know. one that puts the, the daughter, right, in danger? Yeah, because not only... It looks like from the trailer that they get sucked in the quantum realm. They also get separated amongst each other. So it looks like 
um, Scott and his daughter are kind of together. And then Hope, Janet, and Hank are kind of like on their own. And well, of course, like Janet was in there for like, what, a couple decades? Yeah. Yeah. She's got to know her way around. So maybe she's fine. If she was in there a couple of decades, what was it felt like to her? Because time is different in there. You think it felt like maybe like a month or two to her or like a year? No, I don't think so. Because she looks old. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think they got that math right. Is that what they said? Because I like, think she's just in there for the same amount of time. It felt I thought in that's... Endgame, Hank um, Scott was there for five hours, and in real world, it was five years. Oh yeah, but it again, it's like the rules are way different. Maybe it's different per person in there. It's not like Inception where it's like math. It's like it's like totally wonky. It has to be math because they had to like go it, back in time. It, it has to be math. <laughs> Cause like Tony Stark figured it out. Cause cause time. I know. Like, like I don't you, think I think they maybe <laughs> have changed the rules for her and then defined the rules later. And now it doesn't work. But whatever. Yeah. Um. Maybe she just grows. Look. Cause also remember, um, um, Scott Lang looks like a baby before, when, and he grows old. So maybe he just looks different. Time travel. So maybe, <laughs> maybe it is like five hours for her and now she's actually looks old that sucks that sucks old. oh yeah okay yeah but huh. i don't think that's what it is <laughs> <laughs> there's like a whole city down there yeah like he has like an army who are those you think those are with him all those people i don't know yeah because it, it they look like weird weirdos it feels a lot <laughs> like weirdos <laughs> like guardians in a way just random yeah individuals it felt like when Thor landed on Sakaar. That's what it feels like to okay. me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious. We never like got explained who they are, right? Maybe they're... No. Do you think... Do you know who the Micronauts are? Um, I've heard the name. Yeah. They're a comic book within the microverse. So it's like a lot similar to the Quantum Realm. Do they have machines? Yeah, I think they Micro do. machines? Maybe. I'm not sure. <laughs> but uh, I'm wondering if they can bring that into the Marvel Universe and this is them. Because they kind of look like that. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Because then there's like that one that's like a round head yeah like a big light for a face yeah yeah big robot he maybe he's rom the space knight because mm-hmm. it's a whole different section of comics i don't know if marvel has the rights to or not i don't think so yeah maybe they quietly acquired it and oh, okay. use them that'd be fun it's a, a nice surprise who do you think bill murray is playing i have do you think he is like i thought he was like a brother of the collector or um the grandmaster possibly but the shrunken world he oh, looks okay. he has that kind of style yeah i don't i don't know they he doesn't even have a line in the trailer he just his face shows he just shows up yeah yeah he honestly looks like the character um that stella skarsgård looks like in andor they look like they'd be the same person <laughs> okay you know what i'm talking about yeah <laughs> same vibe uh but you're excited for this what do you think about jonathan majors did he bring the presence i um i don't know yet you don't know yet all right i if he's supposed to be the next big bad which i'm kind of not convinced that he is yet i i i need to see more and i know we saw a lot of him in the end of loki yeah he who will remain i think he was better in that but i mean i haven't seen ant-man yet but he doesn't seem like the big threat that he will be yet yeah it's almost like he's having a heart-to-heart with uh scott lang right in that scene Mm -hmm. i think he's gonna be uh more uh dominant later on right now i think we're just introducing the character because like uh kang dynasty is the next avengers movie right yeah maybe this is not even the kang that's like the big big threat yet good point yeah Yeah. this is the blue face one right (laughs) 
I don't, I don't know, but it seems like um, he's not always just the one that wants to... Well, he's a conqueror, mm-hmm. I guess, in a way. But I, he has other wants and needs as he travels through time. Maybe that'll be him in a different time when we get to Kang Dynasty. Not just a different version, but maybe it's the same one, but like... Later. Later. Yeah, because yeah, like the TVA Kang or whatever you want to call him, like he lived outside of time and space in that little castle. Yeah, sure. Right? So how does this Kang... I'm assuming because he's from the way distant future right i think he's trying to like time travel using the quantum realm because that's how time travel works if you do the math because it has to be math it has to be math (laughs) but uh, he must have like messed up or forgot to carry the one right and now he's stuck in the quantum realm right and I don't know how Ant-Man's supposed to help him get out, but uh, my guess is that they do make a deal and Ant-Man's going to regret it. Oh, okay. One, uh, Yeah. He could be selfish in a way. Yeah, he's trying to save his family. Yeah. And he doesn't know what he's releasing out into the, the right. bigger universe. Yeah. And then he's going to box <laughs> Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> he's going to fight Killmonger. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, people are saying Jonathan Majors is the next big thing. And he does look more intimidating with the scar on his face. You notice that? Like, I, I don't think he had that when he was he who will remains. Well, because if you look at Kang's, um, like in the comics, when he has the blue, like, force field helmet thing. Yeah. He has those lines, like, going up and down. And I think in the movies, they're just like, let's just put it on his face. Oh. So he has it on both sides. He does? Yeah. Are they, like, look like they're battle scars or, like, he put them on? I don't know what they're supposed to be. If they're just, like, I don't know, designed? Or I don't know if his, like, helmet just, like, appears on his face or if he has to put it on or if it's, like, um, you know, like, the Guardian's force field kind of thing? Oh, like uh, Star-Lord. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it's, like, that kind of helmet. Yeah, it could be, like, uh, Ant-Man's helmet in a way. Sure. Yeah, where it just pops on. Mm-hmm. I, I'm curious if it's going to look bad because it's just like a blue face. Is we get to see him legit? once. He's like descending from the sky or something. Right. And there he's wearing the blue kind of, I, I think it's going to be like a force field helmet. Okay. Okay. I wonder what like kind of weird stuff is in the air when you're in the quantum realm and you need one of those. Yeah. I. When does this come out? This comes out in February, I think. So next but, year already? Yeah. Wow. I'm excited for it. First real taste of the next big bad. This is going to be the start of phase five. Uh, if you're going along the lines of phase one, two, three, and then if you're lining up four, five, six, Thanos was introduced at the end of phase one, I guess, right? Yeah. With Avengers? Yeah. Yeah. So this is kind of like that. Maybe he's introducing the start of phase five as the big threat. Good point. Okay. So it's like all lines up mm-hmm. and we get to meet this guy. I think he's not going to be, he's not going to be the Thanos. He's just like another force in the universe that wants his own things. But yeah, I, good point it's kind of like the same benchmarks so do you think you, we don't have a thanos big threat or it's like a more than one person i think kang is the big threat before we get to the actual problem which is secret wars and everyone's against each other that's what i think just so it's not the same exact formula mm-hmm. that's what i imagine because it's called kang dynasty i yeah. think he is out of the game there afterwards Ooh, okay or at least not the antagonist so you're saying kang will not be uh you don't expect him to be a part of secret wars and like a the big deal um uh, no maybe his powers will be the fix see if we're like getting away from the infinity stones or whatever oh, okay yeah that's what i picked what if they have to re-trap him into the quantum realm <laughs> 
Yeah, maybe he's breaking out here, and then we have to retrap him. Yeah, that could work. Would you be upset? I asked you this off uh, off mic before. Would you be upset if at the end of Secret Wars, like it's like a reset, like reality is changed for the MCU? I think I would be. Um, it all depends on how much they leave in. Is if it's just like a zero day thing, like it's just mm. nothing's happening, like nothing from before is in existence. Yeah, that's kind of lame. It's just your. But I want things to carry over. Some key characters, because that's not usually what comics do. Some key characters mm. uh, return, and uh, some maybe their histories stay. Yeah, I think that's the way to do it. I don't think they they can pull it off. You don't want them to? No, and I I can already see the future of fans being disappointed because they're comparing it to like Endgame, and once you've seen like the greatness, right, the best, even if you match that, it won't be as good, right? That's true. It's, you can only f- experience something the first time once. You know what it is? Is um, movies are trying to do the crossover events, and we're gonna get into crossover event fatigue in movies now. In mo- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So switch it up. Um, don't make it formulaic. Yeah. When we get to phase seven, we're gonna be like, man, phase six was so much better. <laughs> yeah, phase seven is like the worst one so far. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, lastly, before we leave, Edman, uh, there's a, a role that was cast secretly right after the trailer came out. Um, do you know this actor? This guy, William Jackson Harper. Um, you might note him as uh, Chidi Aragonye from The Good Place. <laughs> I like him in The Resort. He's fun there too. Yeah. yeah. He's in a, he has a mystery role in the movie. And like the big ongoing theory is that maybe this, he's R. Reed Richards. Now that's interesting. Considering his character on Good Place is like this, you know, book smart guy. Which Reed Richards obviously is. Mm -hmm. And um, it's a kind of a surprise for me because I want to think of Reed Richards, I also think very mean in a way. Okay, he could be kind of like passive aggressive mean. He can be that in the resort. (laughs) Yeah. So I'll give you that. Do you think it's a good casting for this guy? I, as Reed Richards. I could see it, but I would I would rather see him play someone else. I'd rather see him play a villain. Really? Oh, no. Yeah. I, I, his a character from The Good Place is this happy-go-lucky guy. Yeah. And I can't picture... I don't know what villain he would play, whether it's that kind of attitude or just a different type of personality. Uh-huh. I don't know if... I don't have one to pinpoint on. Yeah, I, me neither. But I just want to see a contrast because he's always the super nice guy. Okay. And then um, I guess you could be Reed Richards and still be mean, so like kind of like... The contrast to that. Yeah, exactly. So do you want him to be Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic? I think it'll be fine if he's Reed Richards. Uh-huh. Um, considering there is some link with Kang uh-huh. and his lineage and making him black, I think William Jackson Harper also being African-American could work for the character and the, the family of the the, re, the Richards. Sure. Yeah. So maybe that's the big change in, in, in the, um, you know. Yeah. I just wish it was John Krasinski. Oh. <laughs> but I think that ship has sailed. You really want him to just do it? Just be Reed Richards? Because, I don't know. It was fine as a little, you know, nod to the fans. And it does sound like that's what it is. Yeah. The more I hear about, like, the future of the MCU, it's like, yeah, it's not John Krasinski. You were so... You thought he was promised. You thought it was set in stone that it was him. He was supposed to be the chosen one. (laughs) You know, what you don't know is that whole world was just just for the fans, just for that little moment. Just a little... Have fun with it. I should have stayed in that world. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go to the, the world... That's all made out of paint. I'm gonna stay <laughs> there. Uh, coming to our world, mm. the Guardians of the Galaxy, they have their holiday special trailer, and surprisingly, I think it takes place a lot on Earth. 
That's right. Yeah, I think the whole story is Star Lord's bummed out that Gamora is not around. Yes, they're gonna try and, and uh, lift his moods by having an Earth Christmas. Mm-hmm. So I think it's heavily gonna center around Drax and Mantis. Yeah, I agree. And Chris Pratt is there, and Groot and Rocket are there, but really we're following the hijinks of Drax and Mantis, which I think they're really funny together. That's fun, yeah. It's a quote-unquote a special presentation, right? It's yeah. Like a special. Uh-huh. So I think it's not that big of stakes, just a no, little yeah. it's not gonna, fun thing. It's not gonna, they're not going to find Gamora in this one, I don't think. You don't think she's the Christmas president? Uh, I bet Chris Pratt is only like in the beginning, the end of the movie or the, uh, the special. You think so? I'm wondering if they were just like, we have some opening in our schedules with all these cast members together. Let's just make a special while we're at it. Yeah. I you mean, know? they could do it on like their off time. <laughs> Drex is already in the makeup. Yeah. It's asking, it's cost efficient to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But I will say in the trailer, Groot is like a young adult already. Like he's almost back to... Guardians 1 Groot. No, he's swole. He's pretty buff. Yeah, but like he's not like old looking yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's not a older gentleman. Yeah, which I think by Guardians 3 will be back to maybe Guardians 1 Groot. Tall and lanky. Here he's like buff. He looks the buffer than Drax. Like he's like an inch taller or whatever. Mm. So It's Vin Diesel. Vin, oh, he's actually doing the anime, the <laughs> yeah. motion capture now? Right, yeah. You think he was doing the mocap as Baby Groot too? The dancing? The dancing? Yeah. No, you know who did it? I think I know who did oh, it. Oh, you actually know? Yeah, it was James Gunn. Really? Oh, yeah, okay, he was just fun. dancing and then they used it. Okay, okay. I know his brother does, does Rocket. <laughs> yeah. There's photos of like um, Dave Bautista like petting him. Yeah, touching his head. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Are you excited for the special? I think it's going to be a fun thing just to pop on the TV, you know. Yeah. Um, Werewolf by Night was also a special, totally different vibe. I think we're just getting to each holiday is going to have its own special. Judging from what they announced, um, like future series and stuff, I wonder if series will be a lot longer and then they'll just have more specials for certain characters. Like She-Hulk was long. Daredevil is like twice as long. Yeah. It's like over 20 episodes. And then maybe for other characters, they'll just have one-off specials. Right. Like uh, Nova is going to be a special now, right? Well, that was like rumored. And then now also rumored as like possibly a Silver Surfer one. Oh, that is? I didn't hear yeah, that one. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, yeah, I think the, these are just like things to string you along to build a, a, an environment of like... Fill the gap. W- yeah, Werewolf by Night. We're gonna we're uh, testing the waters for scary stuff. Mm. And this is just to have something for people to play at their Christmas yeah. party, you know, in the background. <laughs> yeah. If it's not the Yule Log, play this. Sure, yeah. The kids will love it. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Um, I hope it's a little longer. I think the World by Nine was it was good for that, but it was was kind of short. Yeah. So I hope maybe maybe this is longer, but I, I bet it's the same amount of time. It's gonna feel like an episode of a TV show. I think. Yeah. It's it's gonna leave me wanting more. It's a big difference in look when you're in, in LA at Kevin Bacon's house. Yeah. The look is different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then um, yeah, speaking of series that are longer. Oh yeah. They're doing what broke out was a, a Vision Quest series, and I was wondering what's going on with the. Vision. So, uh, do you see the vision? So, the vision, <laughs> white vision, this is the um, the skeleton of a man of the mm-hmm. old vision. What's Viz. he up to? Viz, yeah. And he's learning, he's learning how to love. <laughs> 
<laughs> Where is he at? What's up with him? He what's, just flew away. What's his hobbies? Yeah. He's building a ship. Building a ship? What? <laughs> Remember that that riddle that the other vision told him? Oh. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> He's having like he's like teaching him how to be a person. Yeah, yeah. All right. While the other one just had to disappear. Because like he can like change his look to just Paul Bettany, right? Like he doesn't oh. have to look like a robot all the time, right? Vision. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder, like, I bet he's just going around the world, around America, like touching people's lives, getting to know the common folk quantum leaping oh what i bet that's what the show's gonna be like oh he's gonna um he's forest gumping like he's just learning he's almost like people. a like an alien like sure. visiting yeah uh posing as a person going through life yeah okay he's i could like, see oh that. this is what it's like to have a nine to five job okay <laughs> vision as a trucker or something stopping sure. at a diner to, yeah. to Maybe the common folk. Yeah. Okay. All right. I like that. Maybe he'll transform to different people, like not just Paul sure. Bettany. Yeah, that's true. That could work out, right? Uh, as long as he's wearing a sweater vest, I don't care. <laughs> sweater vest? Why not? <laughs> Doesn't he wear like a sweater vest in like uh, like Civil War and stuff? Oh. Um, <laughs> the Avengers base? Okay. Yeah, he's kind of a nerd. <laughs> yeah. But what, what's going to be his like prime directive? Why is he going to want to even do this? He's just like a husk of a thing, right? Like, mm. does he, does he, is he going to have Ultron tendencies? Oh. Oh, you think um what's his name david spade that's not his name spade spader james spader james spader yeah you think david spade is in this david spade voicing ultron <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what i want yeah that's that would have saved it that would have made it the best avengers movie mm-hmm. instead of the worst i'm gonna re-edit it to just put david spade's voice over it all right i like it <laughs> But I think that's what the series will be like. Him, because I, I think his memories are there, but not, I don't know if they're, they're all there. They're dormant or something? Yeah. He, he was basically, he was formatted like a PC. He's reformatted, yeah. Now he's like, X-Fat. You have to... <laughs> You have to dig into the the crevices of his drive to pull mm. out them. And also, is, is there going to be different things? Is going to remind him of Wanda? And yeah, it's gonna I wonder. Be like, oh, wow. I, I had a life or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The thing is, those were not his kids. So I don't think he's going to care about the kids. Yeah, not that. But like, you know, his time in that European yeah. country right. in, in Infinity War. Yeah. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I wonder. Yeah, he's going to have flashbacks of like Infinity War. Yeah. And then that's going to, you know, make people want Wanda back and then we're going to have her later on yeah yeah i wonder i wonder what powers he has because it's not the mind stone in him anymore it's just like a replacement stone yeah whatever wherever uzi vert got his (laughs) right same jeweler same jeweler (laughs) jacob the jeweler maybe (laughs) he's got an uncut gem in there In the comics, his like mind wavelengths or whatever. Do you yeah. know who those are? Um. Well, yeah, they are Wonder Man's, right? Wonder Man. <laughs> I wonder, uh, man. Man, he's not in the MCU yet, but he has been cast for his show that's coming up. Now, is this hundred percent casting? That like, it's not a rumor; it's a for sure thing. Yeah, I think it's official. Man, okay, we got Aquaman's Yaya Abdul Mateen the second playing Wonder Man. Yes, and I think this is going to be in the same vein of like a She Hulk. Where it's like a satirical take on comic book and media. Right. Because we know of Wonder Man, he's like an actor, uh-huh. like a failed actor. So he decided to become a superhero. Yeah. I easier. think this is going to be like a, a reverse. Where like, um, now the biggest thing in Hollywood right now in our world is superhero movies. In their world, they're going to be like, we got to cash in on this. Let's make a superhero movie. I think you're right. Uh, and maybe they have to like, oh, they have to be a superhero legitimately. So they can give him powers. <laughs> to make him powers. It's just so it's easier. It's cheaper than getting the mm. CG. And at the end, you realize uh, he's Dr. Manhattan the whole time. Oh, man. (laughs) 
Yeah, I don't like this casting. I don't. Uh, I actually don't like him. The actor. You don't I, like I, him. I don't think he's a great actor. I didn't like him in Aquaman. Yeah, but I've I've been okay in some other things I've seen him in. Like in Watchmen, he's Doctor Manhattan. Yeah, he's just a like a stoic guy. The I mean, no, once he was. Yeah, doc, but the before rest, that, he's yeah. just like you know, he's just like a stay-at-home husband or whatever. Sure, he, he's just a guy. What about a uh, ambulance? Ambulance. Ambulance. Um, yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal steals the show. Oh, yeah. the half of the movie that I watched. I didn't watch the whole thing because yeah. it's just a forgettable movie. Yeah, I forgot about it. He stole it. I don't know. <laughs> Isn't that his job? In the th- there's thieves, right? <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> we were talking about this. Um, actors that have played three different comic book characters in movies and shows. Yeah. Now he's joining that group. So he's um, Black Mantis. Yeah, he's Dr. Manta. Manhattan. Dr. Manhattan. Now oh. he's uh, Simon Williams' Wonder Man. That's true. But that, that Watchmen is a TV show, not a movie. Well, this is also going to be a TV show. Oh, it is going to be a show? Yeah. Okay, so he's... Yeah. Do you know who has the most? I think we figured out who has the most. Was it Idris? Idris Elba? No, I think it's Chris Evans. Okay, that's yeah, that's a good pick. He, we, he has five, I believe. We have Captain America. Okay. Uh, Human Torch. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in Scott Pilgrim. Right. He's one of the evil ex-boyfriends um he's in losers yes that's a that's a comic book movie right oh and he's in snowpiercer snowpiercer yeah i pieced it all together five <laughs> i don't think anyone's gonna get get more than five yeah i bet it's a bunch of oh if we're taking the tv shows sure i think Patton has the most Patton oswald it's okay. also how you break the difference too because he plays brothers no i can't that's got to be one well yeah so he's uh, he's an agents of shield and also are you counting animated too so that's yeah in, so he's modok yeah i don't he's, I bet he's in a bunch of like he's in um sandman yeah as matthew yeah what else is he in he is the, the uh, imp is that what he's called or elf whatever oh yeah in the mcu the mcu yeah okay he's got to be something in dc right uh, you already it, said in vertigo with, with him and yeah sandman. i don't know yeah but he's surprising how many actors there are that have played like multiple yeah i think they just know an experience that it's just the famous actors are gonna appear in everything it's it's just who's gonna deny like not want to be an incompetent movie now those are the holdouts those are the special cases right so it's there's so many that they have to like double up yeah and for a long time it was like you're picking a side it's Mm -hmm. not that way anymore yeah uh superman is back huh superman kenry cavill is gonna be superman again well there was rumors that he was gonna join the mcu are you upset that he is not um we still don't know he's not he could just still might. i mean uh, he if he's back at superman i don't think he's kind of come back oh come on he's already even left netflix <laughs> yeah i forgot about that he's not witcher anymore you think that's why he's not witcher anymore because of superman probably i think really? they're gonna fast track him in in uh superman project i don't think it might be not man of steel 2 but he'll be part of another dc project soon yeah i mean it- Actors do things, multiple things at a time, right? Like, I mean, I the block out why, I think it's why, though. Uh, yeah, I, I actually, we, again, I said I don't want him back as Superman, but I think we're going to get that. That's So that's what it is. Yeah. I think he would have been a great Captain Britain. Sure. He has to do a lot of action and a built dude. Mm-hmm. Fine. He's Superman again, whatever. Yeah. How do you feel about it? I'm glad he's Superman again. Yeah. Do you think uh, Man of Steel 2 is going to be better than Man of Steel 1? Yeah, because I don't like Man of Steel. Yeah. And I, I honestly don't want a Man of Steel 2. I you did. Huh? I thought you did like No, I don't like Man of Steel. Uh, I like BVS. Really? You like that better than Man of Steel? Because it's a better movie. (laughs) (laughs) Said with so much confidence. If you do the math, it's a better movie. Because of the math. The math math has to be math. (laughs) 
All right, that is it for the news this week. Uh, guys, if you haven't already, please don't forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. That way you will be in your feed every week and you'll catch up on the comic book news every week and all of the uh, POG updates. All right. <laughs> for all your NFT trading news, go to our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the Reader Copy Podcast. We got our pulse on the cryptocurrencies out here. All right, let's get into the comic book that we're doing this week. It's called King of Spies. We have a kind of an unspoken rule to not do comics that are less than a year old. Yeah, yeah. But rules are meant to be broken. You're a rule breaker now? Especially because I didn't know I broke the rule. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know until after I picked this book that the first issue didn't come out till December of last year. Fairly recent. Okay. Yeah, December 2021. And it's a four-issue story under Image Comics. It's called King of Spies. Okay, okay. It is like a limited series, right? So it's not... Yeah, I think it's only the four issues. You don't have to worry about us like ruining the beginning of something long stretching, you know? Right, yeah. It's not on ongoing. Um, it's by Mark Miller, writer. Mark Miller, I feel like, is one of those guys that is like, yeah, he's great, but he doesn't have like long runs on on titles. Okay. So that way you kind of don't realize how great he actually is. Okay. All right. Because like he's done a bunch of war like spots here and there, like all over all of the major ones. But when you look at his body of work, it's like, wow, he's really good. I think he's made a lot of stuff I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. But if I had to give my take on him, um, he, I think he's the Michael Bay of comics. Maybe. Right? But, you know, there's Michael Bay movies I like. Yeah. So that's, I, I like his stuff, but it's not like it's not, you know, he'll make things that are maybe not the deepest. Mm, okay. Some of them actually pretty deep. All right. Well, let, let me say this. Yeah. Uh, so some of the stuff he's done, uh, Kick-Ass. Yeah, what, what is it? If it's so cool. <laughs> uh, Kingsman, Wanted. He's worked on all these comic books. Yeah. Uh, Jupiter's Legacy. Yeah, that great show. Uh, and then, you know, the Marvel had the Ultimates universe. Yeah. So he did like the Ultimates. Oh, that's right. Uh, he's done some work on the Ultimate X-Men, um, Ultimate Fantastic Four. And then here's some ones where I think like really knock it out of the park. Like Old Man Logan. You worked on that? Yeah, I hated that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you read it? Uh, yeah, but I don't. I don't think I hate it. Okay. okay. Uh, what about this? What if I told you he worked on the still to this day the highest selling graphic novel for Marvel? For Marvel? Yeah. Wow. Really? Yeah. I can't believe it. Was it? Was it Ultimates? Which, which one is it? Oh, 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 oh. Um, graphic novel. I, I can't. I don't know. What is it? It's Civil War. He wrote Civil War. Yeah. I never knew that. Wow. There okay. you go. Okay. What if I told you this? Hey, he wrote still the highest selling Superman story of all time. He did highest yeah. selling. Yeah. Wow. I did not know that. Which one? Red Sun. Wow. Okay. Those are good. <laughs> Those are good. And like I said, I like some Michael Bay movies. <laughs> okay. All right. So you like Transformers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a while back, uh, he did a deal with Netflix. That's right. So now he's like head of Netflix, like um, like his Miller World, but also like their comic books. So like um, one of them was like Magic Order. Yeah. Yeah. And then like they did the Jupiter's Legacy show and the Super Crooks um, anime, I think. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't watch the anime, did you? No, I, I think there were some bad reviews on it, but... 
I think like almost all his stuff is going to be yeah, attached to Netflix now. Netflix like, like bought him out. It's like everything he's got, we're just going to make a thing of it. Yeah. Anime, animated, or live action. Yeah. So like Reborn is one of them. Um, I think they're doing one um, like Prodigy. You know that book? Prodigy, not familiar with that one. Okay. Uh, I They're doing a live action um, Super Crooks. Okay. And then uh, I honestly think like the book we're doing today, King of Spies, could do, be a good like movie. Yeah, maybe. I think it could be fun action movie he was some of his uh, stuff or has been like a spy English thing that's already been turned into something or the Kingsman. Right, exactly. Yeah. So it's got a, it's got an audience there. Uh, there's one I know that's going to happen soon, a Punk Rock Jesus. Okay, yeah. I've read that comic. I like that comic. That's a okay, good one. There you go. So you yeah. love Mark Miller. I, I, never, I never said anything bad about I him. I hate him so much. <laughs> uh, but the real reason I chose this book is I love the artist. It's probably one of my top five favorite artists to like read his books. And like I own some of his prints. Yeah, I had a feeling. Mateo Scalera, uh, his artwork, it's like, it's so stylized, but like so realistic at the same time. Oh, really? Yeah. You could really feel the energy in his, his streaks yeah. in, in this uh, comic, like zipping around the, right. this guy. You feel the, the action. I feel it too, yeah. I know it's a Scalera artwork right away. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, he's done work um, like Incorruptible, Irredeemable, um, and then like Secret Avengers, uh, Indestructible Hulk. But I think what he's kind of more popular for now, right now, is doing the um, Batman White Knight stuff. Oh, he does the art for that? Yeah. Oh, I thought the the um the writer did also did the art. I didn't know that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Definitely like the Harley Quinn one. He's, he's done that one. I love it. And then um uh what I really like is Black Science. Black Science. With Rick Remender. Yeah. Uh, we gotta do that book one day, but it's it's like a lot of stuff's going on really? in that book. Yeah. That's the one of the Remenders I haven't touched yet, like I haven't really dug into. Maybe I read the first issue, but I stopped. It, it's like that book moves. Really? Yeah. Oh. It's it's hard to tell. <laughs> Oh, for the like, podcast. Uh, for the podcast, yeah. Right. There's okay. a lot going on. A lot to manage. Every page is like something new. Mm-hmm. But this book, I really enjoyed, King of Spies. Um, it, it's like a British spy meets like John Wick or something like that. Amped up, right? Yeah. yeah. Totally unrealistic, but just like on adrenaline or something. I think so too, yeah. Yeah, the typical, maybe James Bond type. Right. So imagine James Bond, right? And then it starts off, it's in the 1990s in Panama, but then the scene is like, it's like a John Wick. Yeah, high action. The spy, his name is um, Roland King. He's like kicked out of a window. He's falling down. He's like shooting. He has two handguns and he's taking on like the whole army. Yeah. And like he's, every bullet is like going through all these soldiers and, and he's not getting shot. It's easy for him as he's like in a free fall right next to a skyscraper. Uh, it looks like she should be scared right now, but he is cool as a cucumber shooting up right. these guys. He's a cool spy, man. Yeah. <laughs> I think all the all are. There's a scene where he, like, he lands in in through the roof of an ambulance yeah. while a, a woman's giving birth, like she's in labor. <laughs> and right when he lands, like the baby shoots out. <laughs> <laughs> and then like there's a big explosion and like through the smoke, he's like cool spy pose debonair both pistols in hand and he's shooting up more of these soldiers in panama as these guys kind of roll up in a jeep but they're easy for him he's finally hit he's hit on the arm with like a a dagger 
And it's because there's these two other spies that are after him, right? And these are twins, brother and sister. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it seems like they're um, part of like an elite, like assassin kind of thing, right? Right. And now it's two against one. And Roland is like kind of hand-to-hand combat with them. It's very um, born ultimatum. Oh, okay. Close and up. They're fighting on top of like a moving train. Uh, but Roland gets the upper hand as he's, he stabs one of them in the hand. <laughs> Right? This is always like the grossest thing. I I could feel it when I see it. You see like it going in between the bones in your hands? Yeah. You could feel it? (laughs) Why'd you catch it like that? Yeah, That's my question for the guy. You gotta do the ninja slap, like clap your hands together to catch the blade. No, that's more impossible. So you're just gonna use your hand to catch it? No, you use your your forearm to block it. That's what I do. So the blade will go through your forearm. It's better than your hand. (laughs) I need my forearm. (laughs) For what? Um, so then the the car that they're on top of the train, it's marked highly flammable. Yeah. So he puts like a, a sticky bomb on it and it it explodes and he's like projectiled out of the, the area and he lands like on a taxi cab, right? And this whole mission that he's on is after like the, the general. The general. Yeah, this is actually what, Noriega, the actual yeah. like legitimate bad yeah. guy. Right. And he's escaping on this like plane, right? So he yells to the taxi like, uh, quick to Bel Air, follow that plane, right? <laughs> so they're following the plane, and then uh, before you know it, he's on the plane already, and he's killed like all of the bodyguards there. And then he takes out Noriega, and the pilot is actually like a, a U.S. agent that was like held hostage. Oh, and then just like James Bond, it's like, uh, oh, uh, we're all safe now. I'm gonna like make love to the the female woman. That's his like reward for the day, right? Yeah. A mission accomplished. We leave with a scene that the, the twins out like kind of beaten up, uh, left in like the ocean of Panama. Right, they're sprawled out. And we jump forward now to present day. What well, that was like 1990, so it's like three decades. Three decades. Like he's retired now. Mm-hmm. He's gruff. He's not as fit as he used to be. White beard. White beard. Has a guts. He looks cool. Still, yeah, still a debonair guy. You kind of don't lose the good looks. You know when you're like, see those guys are like they're hotter at 65. <laughs> <laughs> you know those um commercials where they have like the graying guys in the hair. Yeah, those guys. Right. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he's that now. Now, right, Josh Brolin. <laughs> okay, you said it. I mean, <laughs> um, he's still like sleeping with women all the time. Yeah, um, he's still like cool dude, but he does like he's getting in his old age. He he coughs up some blood, so he's sick right now. We get he doesn't a, a know what's going on. Something's yeah. he's wrong with him, but um, he still goes into London every day, and he's like you know he's retired. He just. Uh, goes about his day kind of as a retiree happy to go about his day yeah he's wearing like he's like decked out like in a suit all day three piece yeah in a cabbie I keep telling you like to watch The Gentleman still haven't seen it yeah but everybody in there is like dressed like him like suited up all the time really okay decked out in, in, in three pieces right right and he's like and now it, it, it is established uh, career now he's getting a medal from the queen right so he's just like he's enjoying his uh, end of his career really yeah he, he's Spent his life working for his country, um, doing the dirty work, right? Yeah. So now he's in retirement. He almost doesn't know what to do. He doesn't like it anymore, right? His best friend uh, is like the head of uh, MI6. Yeah, this guy's name's Figgy. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so they're at like, um, what I'm guessing is like a gentleman's club, like a, a British version where like they just smoke and drink all day. Uh, smoking lounge, you know, yeah. big armchairs. Nice, nice Fireplace. Place, right? Yeah. Uh, and then they're, he's complaining about like, 
England is not the same. Like um, the the people, the younger kids today, like they don't treat it how we did. Like we fought to, for this country just so that they could kind of inherit it and be all like kind of like reckless, right? And what what have they done with it? Yeah. He doesn't have, they don't have respect for it anymore, right? That's the same thing. And he's feeling like I did all this work and it's not being appreciated either. Mm-hmm. Sure, you got a medal, but it's like, it's nothing at the end of the day. Right. And then he's upset because another party there is like really like loud and, and like yelling at the waitress and stuff, right? So he's looking for excuse to beat people up right now. Yeah. So this is it. He gets up and Figgy's like, don't even bother with them, right? But he doesn't care. And then he is about to like fight these guys. And then all of a sudden he has like a pain in his head mm. and he like blacks out. He falls down. And now he wakes up. It's he's in the, the hospital and the doctor gives him the bad news. He's got like like brain cancer right now and he's having, having seizures basically. He's given him six months to live. Mm-hmm. Serious. And it's like all that work he's done his whole life just for him to retire and now have like a, an expiration date. Mm-hmm. He looks at himself in the mirror. And he doesn't, he's not happy with what he's really become all, all he's done and honestly all the like horrible things he's had to do as a spy he's realized like i did this for nothing like i i did some terrible things for this country that it's like no one really cares what i did yeah right? like he did it to save the country but like england is still kind of corrupt and he also thinks about like what he had to sacrifice to be a spy mm-hmm. he left uh, a son with his wife and while he's out gallivanting as a spy and honestly sleeping with all the women that's not the kid's mom. Right. So like he has a son that's like an adult now, but he has like no relationship with him, a strange. That's right? right. So he really hates kind of like what he's become. And he goes back to that club and the same bunch of rowdy guys are there. So he follows them to the bathroom and he's like not holding back. It's like a full like daredevil action sequence here. This is like in Mission Impossible with right. Henry Cavill in and the Tom bathroom. Cruise fighting. Yeah. Yeah. Just just all the stalls are being broken up. He's basically he's like punching them in the face and their faces turns into just a splatter of blood. Right. Like each one. This guy's 65. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, he's got old man strength. Right, exactly. And he's just like standing there in the bathroom now while all the dead bodies are around the bathroom. (laughs) And he's like, man, this is all he knows how to do, right? So he's like, I'm going to use what they made me, that they trained me to do, and try to right some of the wrongs I've done my whole life. He's going to finally aim the living weapon that he has. Exactly, yeah. So he's going to go after like the corrupt politicians, um, head of evil companies and stuff like that. He's going to try to take them down. And we just see a montage of that, like dead bodies leaving in his wake, strangling them, shooting them in their car. He's kind of like set up like a secret base now with a map, with pictures, with yarn connecting everybody. (laughs) Yeah. He's on a mission. The man's on a mission. As we see, um, he's got another target, uh, someone he's familiar with, another assassin that has also grown old. He's blind, but he's also a sniper. So he has his (laughs) son like aim for him. Right. So it's like they're like a team now, right? Yeah. It's kind of like almost like a same as him, like a former tool of the government. He's Clive Owen in in Born Ultimatum. (laughs) Exactly. So... He's there. He, what he does is he sends him a fake message pretending to be like the, I guess, the higher ups of the company or yeah. the, the government. And he says like, kill these two politicians who are corrupt, right? But what this guy doesn't know that it's Roland King sending him the mis- the message. So that after he kills, after he like snipes these two corrupt politicians, 
Roland King is going to take him out too, and his son. He just like basically explodes the building that he's got his sniper perch at, and it goes collapsing. And all he's doing is he needs this guy's hand, right. his fingerprints basically, because he needs to get that fingerprint to open up a secret secret base that all these spies have. Basically, Batman's uh, Batcave, basically. <laughs> yeah. And he like literally carries around this guy's severed hand. He blew up a whole building to take out another assassin, right? Yeah. Uh, he uses the hand, puts the fingers up against like the sensor, and it's like a warehouse full of like weapons and spy gear just open up to him. And uh, he's he doesn't need any of this really. All he needs are these special glasses to hide his face from the cameras, like mm. the, the super high tech cameras that'll track his face. Right. They're all just to scramble those, right? Yeah. And he needs that to get into the uh, the um, to the royalty right so like remember his uh, best friend um, Figgy mm-hmm. he's like the head of MI6 now right this is like their CIA or whatever FBI oh, okay so he's the head and he knows Roland's the one causing all this trouble so he's like, I can't believe like I have to fix this. He's like one of my best friends. Yeah. But you know, if I have to take him out, I'm gonna take him out. So he's like trying to track him down and he says, There's only one person as good as Roland King, and it's his son, who's also a spy. Wow. So his son followed in his footsteps, even though Atticus, the son, mm-hmm. Atticus King, has so much of a hatred for his father. Cause he, you know, he right. left him, he's a deadbeat dad. Yeah. So he's he is pretty much <laughs> The younger version. He looks a lot like him. Yeah. Like early in the book when they're in Panama, it looks like him, right? Pretty much. But he. this is before like how Roland has like realized his wrongs. This is before him. So like Atticus is at his peak of like almost like evilness. Right. Like like he's just, he likes the killing now as a spy. Like he's enjoying, he's savoring it. Mm-hmm. Um, we first see him on his mission and he, he had sex with a guy to get to his wife to kill. <laughs> I was like, man, this guy is, will do anything for the job uh but he gets the call to like oh we need you to bring your dad in or take him down and it's like the call he's been waiting for his whole life right he's a perfect target yeah and we see um we now see roland and he's on like an airplane trying to hide away one of the former presidents and it's his next target basically this former president and he kills him and shoots him in the head while there is like all of the um all the guards are on the plane all yeah of like the- he's on air force one like exactly. he broke into air force one to kill this guy and he blows up the plane to get away and he's like free falling and it's one of those scenes where like he's fighting you know secret service while they're falling out of the sky yeah no parachutes for for the guards or whatever but he's it, it's funny as this security guard tries to get at him what he does is he bites roland's balls <laughs> So they're fighting in the air. He's to get this guy off of him. He kind of like glides over by a helicopter that was tailing the Air Force One. And he literally like drops that guy through the helicopter propellers and like chops him up. He gets like incinerated by these propellers as uh, Roland uh, glides down into safety, really. So now we see uh, Atticus. He's made his way back to England to track down his dad. He knows he can't do it alone, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So he hires uh, a pair of assassins to help him. And these assassins are the ones from decades ago in Panama, the twins. But we, last time we saw them, we were so beat up. They're, we thought we were, they were dead, basically. They're in pieces. <laughs> now we're seeing them and the girl has no arms and the guy has no legs, like no bottom <laughs> half. He's being carried like a backpack on the girl's 
arms like <laughs> shoulders they, i should say they're like back to back yeah and she has no arms he has no legs together they make the perfect assassin they're back to back and just they're like she's wearing him like a backpack exactly right? <laughs> and they're like okay we're we're now available uh roland king no longer has the protection of the british government so if we kill him no one's gonna go after us now's our chance to go get our revenge so they head to england also meanwhile roland's still like in his rampage of like killing all these corrupt people i do like this one way he kills people is this new technology where this little probe he pees out and then it goes into the pee of another person and kills them from the inside i don't know how this works well it's comic books (laughs) i was like oh that's genius why didn't i think of that there's more montages of how he's killing people like one guy he fed to like a polar bear yeah it's it's kind of poetic justice the way he kills all of these different hires uh, heads of state that are you know corrupt mm-hmm. and the the mi6 now with the help of atticus they've finally kind of like tracked him down they've yeah. like triangulated his text messages and stuff so they know he's held up in this building so it, it is like a full squat swat team led by atticus to take him down they barge in there and they have like one of these corrupt guys held hostage roland does so they see him that he's like tied up in a chair and the swat team's like oh they're gonna go save him but atticus knows immediately that this is a trap what we come to realize is there's a bomb stuck up this hostage's butt. <laughs> <laughs> and right away it explodes. Atticus uses one of these other squad members as shields as he, he jumps out the window to safety. But he's still looking for his dad as his dad runs into the crowd. And it's, I guess it's the, like lockdown riots right now in London. Right. And it's like a big crowd. And Roland's trying to hide away in the, in the crowd, you know. Yeah, there's like a big protest. So he's like trying to like work his way through the crowd. And that's when he runs into the twins. The perfect pair. The backpack twins. (laughs) And it's kind of ridiculous as the woman swinging around the brother. He's got two arms and is shooting it up. Again, he's got no legs. (laughs) He's actually kind of losing because he's older now, right? Yeah. And like she's like kicking him and he's got him on like a a chokehold. This is all their the revenge they've been seeking is to kill this guy. As uh, again, they kind of fall onto the top of a bus and they're fighting there. Meanwhile, uh, Atticus has tailed them on a helicopter and he's like shooting him up with a machine gun, right? He's doing anything it takes to kill his dad. Like people in the bus are getting shot up by yeah. Atticus and he doesn't care. No, he just wants to kill his dad as um, right before Atticus has the perfect shot line up to kill him. But then at the perfect time, they run into a tunnel. The, the car that they're on drives into a tunnel and they're just cover. So now it's just the twins and Roland. They're fighting in the tunnel, right? And uh, the woman twin pretty much jumps and then like turns so that her brother is facing Roland. Yeah. <laughs> And he has a knife and he's diving at Roland and he, he grabs uh, the guy's hand. And it's one of those things where like they're trying to push the blade at each other. Trying to inch it into it's his like eye. Going close to his eye. And what he does <laughs> is Roland flips the twins over while like a semi truck is running the other way. And it runs over the sister, <laughs> but not the brother because he's on the other side. And he's also half a person already. <laughs> And uh, the brother's so angry to see this, so he he swipes at Roland so angrily, but um, Roland catches it right away and kind of double backs the knife straight into the guy's chin, right. killing him. It's one of those shots where like um, it's almost like Mortal Kombat. Okay, it's like an X-ray. You just see the skull with a knife through it. Fatality. Yeah. <laughs> 
And Roland's tired. He's, he just walks out of the tunnel and he's thinking, well, he's got to take on his son now. And he's finally like, okay, I got to get out of here. Mm. And out of nowhere, he's shot in the back a bunch of times. The squad's like, okay, we have him. We've got him right here. Yeah. Atticus is like, okay, is that a confirmed kill? But as uh, Atticus knows better, because once the signal goes quiet, he realizes, oh, Roland just took him out. Yeah. He's even saying like, Put the gun to his head and pull the trigger. Yeah. And until you do that, he's not dead. And by the time Atticus gets there, like his squad is wiped out and the dad is gone. So Roland is is again uh, out on the lamb. He's running away and he makes his way like 400 miles away, still in, in England, but he pays a visit to one of his past loves. Right. I think this is maybe like, like a safe house almost. Okay. Because this woman who's like his age now, but they were like lovers back in the day. Yeah. It's like a place he could hide away when he was in trouble. And he's returned to her like years later. And it to to him, it's like sparks flare up right away again. Yeah, it, but they're old people are gross. <laughs> <laughs> There's cut like the scenes are cutting back and forth of them younger when they're like making love to them older now uh, trying to make love. <laughs> yeah, because he can't get there. He's not up to the task. Right. <laughs> Um, and she's like, it's fine. We, we can cuddle. But uh, that's, so Roland's like, okay, this is another fail. But uh, they kind of reminisce and talk about um, his son and like how right. he's so guilty that he he left him in his time of need as, as he's growing up. Right. So then he's like, I got to finish this mission. I, I don't have that much time left to live anyway. So I have to kill the worst monster there was on his list. Right. Yeah. So what he does is it's pretty cool. He, um, Puts on his old naval uniform. So he's like dressed up like formally. And he pretty much just walks straight to the headquarters. Yeah. Straight in. Yeah. Through the front door. And like all the police and stuff, they draw their guns on him. He's literally like surrounded by an army, right? Mm -hmm. And they knock him out and they carry him in. And like he wakes up and he's like tied up, chained to a chair. There's it looks like dozens of police and then Atticus is there with Figgy and they're like, okay, well, we finally caught you. Like, you thought you were just going to walk in here? So you, you thought you were going to have your, your sights set on us, but Roland, he goes into like a speech. He's like talking about who the final monster is. And he's like, after all the things I've done, the people I've tortured, it's me. It's I am the final monster. I'm going to let you take me out right. here. Of all the people I've killed, I've done the worst things. I, obviously. Yeah. Like he knew that they would capture him. So like, that's why he surrendered almost, right? Yeah. And he's like yelling, like, kill me or whatever, uh, end it now. And Figgy literally pulls a gun and just shoots him right there, dead, right in front of his son, Atticus. And Atticus is like in shock, right? Yeah. Because he was like listening to what his dad was saying about how he was the worst monster and, and how Atticus is like becoming that. Right. Like, get out now. This is gonna is bad for you. Yeah. I went through it. So you should learn from my lessons. Right. And I think Figgy like kills him before he could finish to not convince Atticus to stop. Not to turn him? Yeah. Yeah. Atticus is like all in his feelings about this. Like, right. I wanted this guy dead for so long. And now that he is, I feel weird. Right. He feels worse, almost. And Figgy's there like, don't worry. Like, the mission's done. We finally killed him. So you could go back to being a spy for the country, right? And then what he doesn't realize is there was one last target for Roland as they look over to um, Buckingham Palace and <laughs> it explodes the whole the whole building. Jeez. Do you remember um, V for Vendetta? I do, yeah. Does it happen in the movie? At the end in of the movie, the like comic? they blow up Buckingham Palace. Wow. Yeah, I remember it looking like uh, small, tiny 3D models and did not look realistic. No, I think in the movie, he does blow up a model to oh. make everyone think the real one blew up. Okay. 
Yeah. And it was just a, to prove a point. Yeah. But in the in this King of Spice, he blows up the real one. It's legit. <laughs> <laughs> and and Atticus is watching this, and I think this is him realizing his dad was right. Yes. Yeah. This is a lot like in um uh Fight Club at the end of the movie. Things blow up and you come to a realization. Mm-hmm. Right. And he's like I can't be away from families for so long like he is as a spy and it's kind of a poetic thing for him, a reminder for him to go back to and spend time with his mom. Yeah, so the, it actually ends with him going on like a sailing trip and we see the mom there and it, she's like dressed like like she's still young yeah. almost, right? Which I thought was really cool. And she has an urn there and that's the dad. That's Roland Kid. That's Roland, he's yeah. in there. Yeah. And they're finally going on their family trip out to sea. And but the, the thing about like King of Spies, which I think it's like a, it's almost like now Atticus is the new king, right? Okay. But he's young enough to realize what he was doing. He was like just feeding the monster. So now I think he's taking over his dad's like legacy to like stop the government from being so corrupt. Let's see what he does. Because yeah. this seems like it's going to get a sequel. I want to see a movie like this. This yeah. would be really cool. I think it would fit as far as like a, a really fun action movie, like a Netflix thing. Yeah. I mean, it's Mil- Mark Miller, so it would probably be Netflix. I'm curious if it would be that deep though. <laughs> No, the book is more of a full out action. Yeah, yeah. I I really want to see them do the twins in live action. Oh man, <laughs> how can you make that realistic? Because it's like he's got to a lower half. Yeah, you just hire one person to do it to play both roles. <laughs> yeah. They both had long hair, so maybe they yeah. can work. Uh, you know the guy in um, Game of Thrones. The, oh, which one? Um, the one that was like friend zoned to Daenerys the whole time. Oh, yeah. You yeah. want him to play him? I can see him playing uh, Roland King. Yeah, he's like a grizzled guy that's been through stuff. He looks he's like, like a bearded least. mustache that kind of goes with it. Okay, yeah. He played uh, Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't know if I liked him as Bruce Wayne. It's, I guess I know Titans is supposed to be later. Yeah. But he seems like way too old to still be Batman. Already? Yeah. Mm, yeah. I don't know if it, it's believable there. Mm. But this, it could work. It's it, Think of like a James Bond two decades, three decades out of retirement. Right. Right. That's what you're looking for. Yeah. So I think that would work for him. It looks like Daniel Craig can grow into him. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Yeah, you don't know why. I think uh, Atticus would be cool as like um, like a Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can see that. I'm like a selfish kind of a guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That like turns later yeah, to be, be more good. <laughs> That's like the Loki story. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, that could work. Okay. But the whole aesthetic of the book, I like the artwork a lot. And the whole like suave British... Early James Bond style. It's really cool. Yeah, the the whole English vibe of it all. I like that. The you do see some bit of like Buckingham Palace and the royal mm. aesthetic and everything. Yeah, but I, I gotta give it to you. Matteo Scalara has got this like action, like the it's the streaks and all of the the action scenes. I mean, you <laughs> kind of zip around. You feel like he this guy's really running. Everything's zooming. It feels like a Tom Cruise run. Yeah, on on in panels, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I really enjoyed it. It's only four issues. I it's an easy read. I say try to pick it up, mm-hmm. um, and hopefully we get to see another adaptation of it or a sequel or something. I, I think we need to see the movie first. Yeah, I, I would. I would definitely watch it. <laughs> yeah. All right, that was uh, King of Spies. Let's get into our side stories. I've talked about this a lot in the past, so I'm not going to bore you too long with it. Okay. What do you got? MTV's The Challenge. I knew it. It was coming. <laughs> the season started about three weeks ago. Um, and I'll say this. Every couple of years, they try to switch it up a little bit or 
uh, change some rules. And those seasons to me are weaker than the other ones. And this is one of those seasons, I think. That's your take on it? You don't yeah. like the ones that uh, the laissez-faire about it and, and switch <laughs> yeah. it up? I think this one's going to be one I'm kind of like not super into and will be forgettable. So what's the big change? Like what's the little cha- little change this year? Okay, so like in every season, yeah. it always feels like it's the rookies, the new people versus the old people, the vets. The vets versus the fresh meat. Because it's always like, yeah, pick on the rookies. They, they don't have history with us yet. We don't know their loyalty or anything. And it's easy to pick off. They don't have experience. They don't know how the game works yet. So they usually lose, right? Okay. They don't know how to play people against each other, whatever. Yeah, and, and and that becomes formulaic and predictable, right? So I think what the producers do this year was like, hey, let's have a roster that's heavily rookies. Oh, and it started with maybe like seventy percent rookies and thirty percent vets, right? Okay, that's what it felt of- like. Okay, and then after episode one, they have an elimination and um, some people go home, right? Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the episode, they're like, surprise, a new team is joining. A new team? Yeah, and it's a veteran team, people who have played this game before, right? How big are the teams? The teams of two people. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so th- it's all pairs. And then episode two happens, and then the, another team gets eliminated, and then, hey, surprise, a new team is joining, and it's another veteran team. So right? n- it's the same number of people on the show still? Yeah. And then third episode happens, same thing. And I think what they're doing is they're adding the veterans later so that they can't be eliminated because they want them to be around later. Oh. Or as like, if they all start at the same time, there's a chance that these veterans who are more popular, they're the ones that people want to watch, can get eliminated. So to guarantee that pe- they'll stay and people will watch, they don't introduce them in the game till later, which is unfair. Yeah, I'm just thinking about this. They're, they have less time, less chances to be eliminated. Yes, which I think this third episode is the last time it'll happen. You sure? I hope so. I think so. It's just unfair, but I get why they're doing it. Because if it's all a bunch of rookies that I don't know... I don't have uh, like a, a nostalgia with them and a history with them that I don't care about. Yeah. I'm more likely to drop off. So to keep the ones I know longer by adding them later, uh, I do want to keep watching now. Is it going to lose the appeal of it, like less competition type of a feel? Or is it the same jolt of adrenaline you feel for them? It is like a shocking surprise because the uh, people that returns are like former champions. Like they're the oh, strongest people. So not only do they get like a freebie, they're the most experienced ones that'll probably win again. Can you imagine the other people on the show? Like, oh, come yeah. on. I thought this yeah. was going to be an easy year. It's just me here as far as the veterans. Yeah. I was going to pick, yeah, it was going to be light work. Exactly. And now it's like, great. Now the best player in the game is I have to compete with now. Is is next door. Yeah. Is it, okay. It's kind of like um, there was a Royal Rumble. <laughs> what? <laughs> where, All right. Uh, Triple H was just kicking everyone's butt and then all of a sudden the last guy to enter the Royal Rumble was John Cena oh my gosh and he had been injured for months and they knew that oh he's gonna be out for like six months and he came back three months only so it's like a huge surprise that he's healthy already so it was like the biggest surprise the crowd erupted it was the loudest pop in <laughs> in um wrestling history probably really yeah and this is reminiscent of that right because like all of a sudden it's like you're in the nba finals and then oh we forgot uh, on our team is michael jordan <laughs> He's not sick. We he's fine. To, yeah, we forgot to tell you that. Okay. And he's joining now. Yeah. All, the, all these other old veterans that were there at the start, they're mm-hmm. Triple H. And they're right. seeing John Cena. His shorts got longer. <laughs> right. Yes. Right? <laughs> he's got more wristbands. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> no. <laughs> I did all this work. So in a way, it's unfair. Mm-hmm. But I also get it because um, the vets that came back are older. And they're reaching the oh, right. probably that point where like they're not as good anymore. They're not they agile. Yeah. Mm. So they, there's a strong chance that if they did start off at the same time that they would have been eliminated right away. Well, okay. So they just came back. Do you think they're going to be eliminated soon? Or it's just like, well, now they, they're probably going to run the show. Now they're probably going to run the show. Now they're probably going to team up. Well, the, now does isn't this just the same thing as the other seasons now? It's just like the... the yeah, the I, I'm, I guess I kind of like it, but I, I started off not liking it because it was not fair. Oh, okay. I was wondering for like, I don't care about these people. I don't know them. These fresh faces, these... I think they totally tricked them because when it started, they're like, hey, there's way more rookies. So let's just pick on the vets and kick them out of here. So their strategy was revealed right away. And then once that was revealed, it's like, oh, there's way more vets than we thought. Dang. Okay. All right. I don't know. I I don't want to harp on this too long. I know not everyone's into it. But you should be. <laughs> Do I gotta watch all forty seasons of this? Fifty? What are we at? So I think this is thirty-eight. It's been on for thirty-eight years. No, only thirty. <laughs> <laughs> the show's older than me. I think it is. Oh my gosh! It's it's as old as you probably. Dang. But um, yeah, I I don't want to review this season yet. Oh, because, you'll, uh, you'll wait until your wait. final verdict. Yeah. on it. Uh, there's plenty of cast members that I have no connection to yet. So let me build those connections. First. Okay. <laughs> let me know at the end who the mole is. <laughs> it's John Cena. I can believe it. So that's what you're watching, the, the challenge? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going to watch it regardless if I like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> this is built in? Yeah, it's a given. You blocked out your time? Mm. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. The challenge, I'm not going to watch it. I'll let you fill me in. Okay. I will definitely will fill you in. Okay. <laughs> Uh, for me, for the side stories, I just got a, maybe a few mini ones, not that big, long, stretching side story. Okay. And there's a reason for that. Um, the first one I want to talk about, because it's as we're recording this, it's still the month of October. It's still spooky season. Right. right? You got a couple hours left. I was looking into, I just wanted to watch a scary movie uh, just to get into that vibe, right? And then mm-hmm. I saw one just got recently placed on HBO Max. And this was a, a movie that's been like, I've seen the trailers and I'm really curious about it. Like, I have no idea what the whole structure is of the movie. It's called Barbarian. Oh, I don't know okay. if you've seen it, the, the, the trailers at all. Uh, I think I've seen the poster. Yeah, it's like, if you watch the trailer, you still have no idea what the whole crux of like, what's the big bad it's or like whatever. Conan, right? Exactly. <laughs> you, you solved it. <laughs> but the whole thing, like the, what the trailer introduces, at least I'll give you that, right? Is it's like when you get like an Airbnb. Okay. And so this girl is like, gets an Airbnb up by herself and she's having real trouble. She gets in there and when she finally gets in, there's someone staying there. Like it's they, like they rented it out too. Okay. And that person is Bill Skarsgård, right? The guy that, that played uh, It, right? Okay. And there's like, what well, we're just two people that randomly somehow got assigned the same place at the same time. This is weird. She, mm-hmm. And it's like raining night out. She has nowhere to go. And so like kind of like she feels uneasy about this, a, a woman by herself and then this big tall guy that's, but then they're going to, she has nowhere to go. She's going to stay there for the night. She doesn't have a car? She has a car, but it's also so like, well, she's going to stay in there for a little while to make a call. He seems like a nice guy. It's very strange, right? 
Um, it's, so you, you were scared for her, right? Like the smart thing to do was just go find a hotel or whatever, right? Okay. And then I'm gonna cut it off there as far as like where it's gonna lead you because it's Jeez. it's so like it has you can't tell you anything about what it's gonna leave you to, but is it's, it good? It's it's really good. It's very amazing because it's the structure of the whole thing. Uh huh. It's almost like two different movies, like two movies. Oh, okay. Um, what else can I say about this? There's also like something revealed in the trailers. Like there's something at the basement of this the apartment or house that they're is staying. There a parasite? In. What? No, no, no. It's 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 creepy. Like there is like a big dark hallway at the bottom of it. So I'll okay. give you that. Like there's what what can be at the the end of that? What's in there? Is 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 the Bill Skarsgård someone you could trust? You don't know. So it's really like really. Intri- I would say just watch it if you're into horror movies and you want to be surprised at what's going on. Um, there's a I'm big, not into horror movies, but I want to know what's happening. Yeah, that's that's how I felt. I was. Full- I've been into horror movies a little bit more recently, but um, I didn't watch them when I was a kid because I was too much of a wimp, right? Mm-hmm. And I made the mistake of watching this, like one hour of it. <laughs> made a mistake. <laughs> one hour of it and then watching the next the next day. Yeah. And it was too scary because because oh <laughs> I was God. I didn't know what the end result was. And at that night, I couldn't go to sleep because it was too scary. Oh, jeez. Okay. I was back to back to being a 10-year-old watching The Shining or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's so scary. But uh, Justin Long is also in it. But it's like, it's like... Like I said, it's like a second movie. So, so how- he's like on his own journey revolving around this house that they, they were all staying at a, at a certain point. So it is like a very good, like, it's like a must watch. I think it's very good if you're into horror movies. I'll give you that. Okay. Barbarian, like what? That's kind of a weird name. It doesn't give away exactly what's going on. Yeah. But uh, it's going to keep you guessing. Does that have to do with something though? Well, I don't want to, it can you reveal that. Okay. So it doesn't. Oh, I can't reveal that. <laughs> <laughs> but it, so that's why I'm giving you many once because I can't give you too much of this but I would recommend it if you're into horror stuff and I was also keeping into that like horror vibe I finally finished It Chapter 2 finally finished that's been out for a while yeah yeah and I I thought you were really into it I was really into the first one the second movie sucks balls (laughs) it sucks so much I I was watching this movie this great movie with Bill Skarsgård I'm gonna okay I'll watch the movie he was supposed to be good in and he's fine in in, uh, Chapter 2 but it's all the other characters that suck a lot because I I never watched either well the whole thing is like there's these uh, group of teenagers in the first one that fight a evil clown in the 80s right in the 80s in num- chapter two they're all grown up right yeah it's the same characters where it's like endearing about these scary teenagers or kids in the first one mm-hmm. now they're all grown up and still scared it's so it's like you, these guys are annoying in the second movie and it's not as funny because they're all scared of the clown legitimately in the second yeah. one so it's it's such a steep fall off compared to chapter one have you seen the original you mean the book well no okay <laughs> i guess the the first version the yeah i've never seen it the tv made for tv movie yeah i saw that by accident was it fun because you saw a clown you're like oh yeah i didn't watch all of it because i was just flipping the channel saw a clown mm-hmm. i watched this got scary changed the channel never gonna watch it ever again there's the whole vibe never gonna watch it uh, yeah it or it chapter two or whatever how many chapters are i'm never gonna watch any of them i mean i see i've never seen it i've seen clips of it and it's like cheap uh prosthetics or whatever it's not scary he comes out of like a, a sewer drain yeah like a shower scene oh yeah yeah is that that's creepy to you yeah watch watch the these so i don't take showers <laughs> gross <laughs> i've been smelling something you smell like sewers <laughs> Yeah, uh, it sucks so much. 
it was that re- bad. It was that bad. Yeah, like the who are typically great actors. Who were are the actors? Flat in. I thought Jessica, there was like great actors. Jessica Chastain, James McAvoy, Bill Hader. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're all in it, they're, and they kind of are just like annoying. They they're co- like they're copies of their younger selves, right? Like it's almost like they're acting like the other the young child actors. Yeah, and they're not doing a good job. They're just not. <laughs> it sucks. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. But um, the I guess the the horror um. CG stuff with the clowns kind of fun still. But uh, I'll give that a pass for now. Don't don't give that another try. Just watch the first chapter and that's it. Um, not at all horror related is uh, I did want to just mention one thing I'm watching since the comic today was so English. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been watching Doctor Who again. Uh, I've just been re- I've honestly been re-watching the stuff I've already seen with Matt Smith just because complaining about like practical effects oh yeah it's so bad that's even worse but it's kind of funny because what can they afford in what can they get in England when you're not near LA at all you know I don't I don't think Doctor Who was made in no. in Hollywood no it was it's it's an, under BBC right I so. can't I can't get into Doctor Who I, give it a try. Have you tried I have, it? Yeah. Which with Matt Smith? Yeah. I was. I've seen these episodes before. I was caught again right away. Like, oh man, I have to watch this again. The character of Doctor Who is so like I can't attach to him. He's kind of like a jerk. He's like a yeah. Willy Wonka. Exactly. Yeah. I can't get into it. At first, he's endearing though. He's like got all these. Uh, Seems photo- like he doesn't care about you really. Yeah, that's kind of the thing. The kind of thing is like he has companions that are throwawayable. You know. That's not. Yeah. I, I don't know. But he's saving the universe. Is he though? Yeah. With, <laughs> yeah. With the screwdriver and everything. It's such a weird show. And like you said, this, the CG, it's laughable, like funny, how bad it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for that, I, I, I kind of keep, keep watching it. Karen Gillian is, is the companion right now. And there's other ones that I want to get to. Is like, I actually didn't finish all the time with Matt Smith. So I want to get to Peter Capaldi and the female Doctor Who. So I actually want to catch up now. Yeah, there's like newer ones. Yeah. So that might be a future side story. I'll have to watch the I'm six seasons I'm behind. <laughs> I actually I started in the middle, right? Because there's so many other Doctor Who's. Yeah, go all the way from the beginning. No, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> I'll, I'll finish and then I'll go back. I'll double back. That's what I'll do. But I just want to mention that since it's so freaking English. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna get into it. <laughs> I, I, I'm not trying to convince you. That's just what I've been watching. But yeah, that's my side stories. All right. Uh, maybe I'll watch Barbarian. You're not gonna want to. <laughs> really? It's, it's pretty scary. Okay, I'll just look up what happens. Fine. That's fine. <laughs> Uh, guys, if you haven't already, you could uh, look up what happens by subscribing to the Reader Copy Podcast, and we'll be in your feed every week. And the best thing you could do to help us is to leave a review. It costs you nothing, but it helps us a ton, so please do that. Definitely. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We can chat over there. We're at the Reader Copy Podcast. Let us know what you guys are watching and what's keeping you guys entertained. Hey, we'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Until then, Daniel, could you hit him with the outro? If you'd like what we had to say about the book, pick it up and read your copy. See ya. Yeah.